Hi, and welcome to Pivot Points, the podcast about change. I'm Andre Radmel, life coach and psychotherapist. A lot of my life has been devoted to one question. How do people change? My work is focused on helping people shift out of old stories and pivot into new narratives. On this podcast, I speak with guests about their pivot points and what we can all learn from their experience of change. Today, I'm talking with Tamara Constantine, a composer and pianist. Thanks for coming on to the show, Tamara. Thank you very much, Andre, for in- inviting me to your show, and very exciting. And um, <clears throat> I do want to talk about the changes in my life, because I would say that there were several changes in my life, and I have experienced uh, fundamental changes. Um, first of all, I was brought up as a musician. Uh, I was concert pianist, performer. Um, then I become a TV presenter. After that, um, TV presenter, commentator. Um, after that, I moved to England. Where, where were you a TV presenter, Tamara? I was born in Georgia, in Georgia. And um, I, I would say that I was very honoured that I was the uh, first female political commentator on Georgian television. So I, I worked there for three years. It was very um, exciting, very challenging uh, work, um, also quite addictive, I would say, because this media working in media yeah, and yeah. have this kind of exposure was very interesting. Uh, and after that, I moved to England and uh, that was significant change in my life. And you can imagine, so I was uh, <clears throat> brought up in uh, Soviet uh, Republic. So what brought you to England? I met my my husband in England, and uh, uh, so uh, sorry, I met my husband in Georgia, and uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, then we fell in love. We got married, and uh, I came to England. So it was yeah. quite, I would say, um, <clears throat> a brave step for me to leave my life, my career there and come to England. But mm. I would say that it was very eye-opening experience. It was very exciting. I had a sense of freedom. I had I learned a lot. And uh, being from a small country where they have like a cultural differences, where historic differences, they have... Um, like different, in some ways, different upbringings, because uh, when I was brought up there, it was like I moved to England about 32 years ago, the um, sort of their values, like morals, they were quite, quite different from from modern, uh, like the uh, present times. And uh, so I had to um, sort of adapt to these yeah. new experiences, uh, which was amazing, you know. Um, but, uh, and when I moved to England, uh, so I was again very fortunate that I started to work in oil industry, 
um, and um, I become eventually oil executive. And uh, and then completely accidentally, I discovered that I can write music, which was absolute amazing uh, revelation in my life. Uh, how did that come about? How did you realize <laughs> suddenly that, as a foil executive that you could write music? <laughs> I know. Um, of course, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I was brought up as a musician, but I, I honestly I never even wrote a bar of music. Uh, before and uh, I was um, with my husband uh, in Canada we were uh, visiting uh, organ recital which was beautiful and there were like all classical uh, composers were playing um, they, they, the performer was playing all classical composers and uh, fantastic music, but one of the compositions the uh, the organists were played was contemporary, and I honestly I did not like it. It was uh, very atonal, like it felt like a complete cacophony to me. And I turned to my husband and said, that, "Look, you know, even I could write something better than this." But it was complete joke i said in in the most humorous way i said even i can write <laughs> and he was really sort of uh, said go on try it write it and now I, I really thought that when it came it was like a bet between us I said, mm. honestly I can even i can write better so when we came back home um i wanted to sort of carry on this uh, experience and I said okay I'm going to try and honestly since I started to write I can't stop it's just become like an integral part of my life in just something so fundamentally new and something so colorful so interesting so stimulating that I'm I'm I I I'm become extremely happy individual. So I found something which, which always probably was inside of me, but I never discovered. So that that's how yeah. I started writing. Yeah, that's very interesting um, because you got triggered into it by being so frustrated with something that somebody was doing in terms of music that it's almost like something in you wanted to do it and needed the provocation of of that oh, to bring it out and i wonder if sometimes when we're pivoting from one thing into our maybe you could call it our true calling or our true vocation whether it sometimes happens when we're so frustrated with someone else doing it maybe badly or or differently yeah. <laughs> and then it makes us think I'm, I've just got to do it because I can't. I can't put up with this anymore. <laughs> yes, that's probably you describe in the way like uh, that. That's how I experienced there. I, yes, it was a very fascinating moment in my life. That uh, I guess if I hadn't been in a particular that concert, probably I wouldn't even try. No, no. Yes, uh, life full of surprises. Yes. So, so when you started to write your music. Were you yeah. surprised at what was coming out? I mean, did you surprise yourself? Absolutely. I, honestly, I was not even encouraged when I, I was studying music to play by ear. It all depends on what kind of, like, uh, um, 
teacher you or my professor she was always uh, dedicated to playing and not even encouraging uh, her students to play by ear which i find now quite um it's it's wrong you have to encourage people to play by ear you have to encourage people to try different instruments i, I was studying in very special music school that was called so the only one school in georgia which was uh, a school for gifted children mm. um uh, but um, still it was like but a bit of restriction because why you don't let children play by ear so but anyway <laughs> obviously something was inside of me and i was very very surprised that like after one little composition i started to write the second and uh, my my biggest supporter is my my husband so he supported me from day one and uh, he encouraged me to do it and um, i'm very very grateful to him because if it was not him i wouldn't be where i am today yeah. i mean this is something else we've talked about actually quite a few times on this podcast is the importance of having people who are going to cheer you on be your supporter uh encourage you maybe when you're finding it difficult um because without those kind of allies it, it is it is more difficult to just keep going sometimes and to break through and uh so so that's 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 great to hear that but i love the the idea that you were surprised by your own what you had inside you totally surprised totally i'm still surprised that i can i can write but i can't Certainly, I can't stop. Uh, not I can't. I need to write. It's just something. Uh, um, it's become like like I said, the integral part of my life, and uh, uh, it's it's like maybe it sounds very sort of um, um, not so. It's like like an air for me to to write music and. Uh, <laughs> I it's without music probably I don't know I will I will die inside of me rather than you know of course in the, I'm talking not not, not an, as an individual but my my spirit my mind it's it's so much to still to discover and so much to do that uh, it um, you want to live more <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so Tamara, when you discovered this, it's like you discovered this gold mine that you had inside you and you started to express it. Uh, how did that then impact into the rest of your life? Uh, because you were an oil executive at, the, at this point, weren't you? Yes, I, I, I was travelling a lot of time abroad and from one country to another. And uh, to be honest, I was... Uh, a bit tired because I was doing this for 23 years uh, to be in the oil industry. And uh, then when I discovered music, it was like um, the opportunity to slow down my, my this career and to pick up my, the new, my new career and uh, to do something which is uh, 
really close to my heart. Uh, practically, I step back to my upbringing, to my music, practically, and uh, I deal with uh, with wonderful like composers and wonderful artists, and it's uh, very, very um, stimulating for me to, to become a composer. Um, uh, well, I... What I as a as a as a composer, I try to write very melodic music. So uh, I want my listeners to remember melodies, mm-hmm. and uh, also what I try to do. I also like challenges in some ways. Uh, so I I take, uh, for example. Composer, like I, I did several pieces. For example, I took Moonlight Sonata, um, um, Beethoven's, and I put on the top of Moonlight Sonata completely independent melody, right. and put the cello on the top. So I actually I followed the footsteps of French composer Francois Gounod, who did on the Bach's Prelude Number no. One. He took the bass of Bach's prelude and put the uh, vocal part, soprano, and he created the most famous Ave Maria. Mm. So practically you what uh, you, you, you demonstrate here that the music doesn't have limits. So completely two independent pieces when you stick together and you still have some harmonically pleasant uh, composition i think it's it's quite um, interesting concept so uh, my f- uh, i'm i'm um, uh, releasing my third cd in november it's called resilience resilience ah, why have you called it resilience well, that was because I was really working very hard on this cd during the lockdown mm-hmm. and uh, that was practically my um, expression of my feelings, how we humans are feeling and how we are fighting with the difficulties. And uh, that's why I called it resilience. And uh, um, there are so, several tracks which are practically related to this kind of uh, sad uh, situation with pandemic and we lost so many people we lots of people have been very ill and uh, it, it's it's been very very difficult times for everybody and that, that's why i called it resilience but we are managing to get out of it so yeah. um so ju- just going back to your transition into this life that you're living now what was it like to leave behind? Because I presume at some point you you stepped away from the the, the industry you were working in and went full time as a musician. What was that like? Um, I think it was so much excitement to start uh, writing music for me that uh, there was not huge regrets to give up my oil career because um it though it sounds very uh, glamorous traveling and uh, meeting lots of interesting individuals and meeting um uh, like uh, 
heads of the country and heads of the like ambassadors, all sort of interesting uh, environment to 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 work. Also, I was more working in sort of um, not as a technical person, but more like a person who were helping the company to find its uh, its place. And uh, uh, but despite all this excitement, I was very very happy to give it up and to restart something which I love very much, it's music. Um, so this transitional period was uh, definitely conscious that, no, I want to do something with music. So. Did you feel it was a, a risk at the time or did it just feel like something you couldn't, you could, you had to do it? No, I felt that I wanted to do it, I had to. I wanted to to try and to achieve. So uh, I do like challenges in my life, and uh, this is, um, I think, one of my biggest challenges. So to try to establish myself as a composer in England, it's uh, probably it's not an easy task. But my my biggest achievement, I, I would say, that I played in front of His Royal Highness Prince Charles. And it was amazing feeling for, for the, for the I, I bet it's for the every individual, but for the composer, it's like, and I played my, my composition. So uh, I was very, very fortunate that I met um, uh, wonderful musicians who are uh, part of my, uh, my city, um, the the cellist who is playing together with with me or my 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 compositions uh, is uh, Jajin Lloyd Weber, and she's very prominent cellist, uh, wonderful wonderful musician. So we do understand each other so well that we become very good friends. And uh, I her support and being uh, like part of my uh, my creative work is uh, i think very very rewarding for me that she's uh, playing together with me and also wonderful violinist um, elisur uh, she's um, also is a very prominent uh, violinist and we created trio called uh, Three Graces. So <laughs> we are promoting ourselves now as Three Graces. Okay. And so first CD, first uh, track which we are um, releasing will be called Elixir of Life. And three of us are playing um, um, this. Um, the piece is based on uh, Donizetti's opera Elixir of Love. So I, I used this one of the arias and on the aria put on the top two completely independent instruments, cello and violin. So created a completely new piece. So brilliant. So. And, to, and talking of graces, did you I think you're right in saying just recently you played in a concert which Grace Jones was uh, headlining at. What was that like? Yes, indeed. It was very, very, um, uh, 
interesting, very colorful, uh, colorful event. It was L- a London Fashion Show Gala event, and uh, um, there were very, lots of prominent uh, people attending this uh, this event, and to play along with the with such a star, it was very, very. Um, I think. Uh, Oh, I was very honored to have this opportunity to be at the same event and play at this uh, special evening. Yes, it was quite, quite an evening. Wow. And and as an artist, uh, obviously, you know, you probably go through different times where it's easier and then sometimes harder. How have you coped with setbacks or obstacles when they come up when you're you're working how how do you manage that well from from the work point of view i would say that the lockdown was quite useful from the work point of view because it was um useful from the creativity uh because you you didn't go out you didn't communicate with everybody you had it was your time and yourself, and you have this um, moment to do something. Uh, but of course, there are times when you start composition, and then you sort of uh, have some different ideas, and then and you start to thinking which way is the best way to go. And in music, there, like like I said, there are, there are no limits, so you can take one. One one phrase to one direction or another direction. So you, from from the uh, composer's point of view, you have different options and you have to choose the best option. But um, I think the work generally flows. So I I can't complain. It's my third CD, so I am just enjoying this process. Fantastic. And what what have you got uh, coming up? What are your hopes and dreams for for the next step in your journey? Um, next step is that so we are releasing the CD in November, and then now with the uh, pandemic, hopefully dying out, and uh, I hope that. Uh, we will have more opportunities to perform and to have bigger audience and uh, to have more opportunities to give to our listeners the pleasure. So it's, it's, it's very, very rewarding when total strangers come and say to you, oh, it's beautiful music and you want to carry on writing. Mm, fantastic. And uh, what advice would you give to people who are thinking of uh, starting a, a maybe any career or any different way of uh, life that when they've been doing something else for quite a long time? I think people should be brave and try different experiences and different challenges because if we humans are very resilient and if we have some, some targets to achieve, I think we could do it if there there is a will i think people can achieve a lot and uh, we shouldn't be scared to try different like jobs and different experiences it's life is all about experiences and excitement and uh, um yeah i think i would advise people to 
to do it. Yeah, well, thank you for talking to me. It, I'm impressed with at least two massive pivot points that you've had in your life, one moving uh, from Georgia to a different culture over here, and then the other, of course, you know, becoming a, a musician and then already putting out, well, two and now three uh, albums. So that's, that's fantastic. Thank you very much, Andre. Thank you. So I hope you've uh, enjoyed that episode of Pivot Points, uh, talking to Tamara Constantin. Uh, if you want to find out any more about the work that I do as a coach uh, and therapist, uh, all the information is at andreradmull.com. And also my uh, new book is out, uh, Get Unstuck, Change the Script, Change Your Life at All Good Booksellers. Thanks for joining me today. Bye-bye.